0: Well, welcome, oh, everybody, man. to the Blow Off Valve podcast. We're your hosts, Alex and Tucker. And this week, we're going to touch on um, briefly some developments at the French GP. The race itself wasn't too crazy, aside from one team deciding to basically <laughs> implode, uh, <laughs> and uh, which is kind of what we're going to focus on. And then the, some interesting news in the world of Porsche, yeah. kind of multiple facets, actually.
1: Um, yeah i agree yeah that sounds good
0: so this past this past weekend was the french uh grand prix at uh, circuit paul ricard
1: in, you know honestly like, when i watch when i watch yeah. them drive around that circuit i um i swear to god i'm like i get seizures
0: sometimes <laughs> because of all the the paint the, the red stripe blue stripe etc yeah
1: yeah yeah it's like it's like somebody just thought I think we need some more stripes.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's really it's really kind of off, but <laughs> I, I I wonder if the drivers ever just like get
1: gorked out like uh <laughs> in the cars. You're going so
0: fast it probably just looks like one solid color, but yeah, true, yeah. No, I, I agree. So there's a there's a series on um on Porsche's YouTube channel uh that starred uh like just saying the magneto actor. Uh, from X Men, oh, okay, and he was basically training <laughs> to do uh, Le Mans in the GT class, okay. and so he was he was racing for uh, Porsches, one of Porsches' That's teams, cool. and they did some races at Le Castellet, and it was just like it was so <laughs> hard to watch. It's like so, yeah. It it You're yeah. Right. So yeah, the but uh, Charles Leclerc qualified uh, on pole for Ferrari. Once again, showing that, you know, the car itself is, you know, I mean, I think it's shown to be probably the fastest car on the grid, you know. I think
1: so, because, you know, it's always interesting when you're talking about qualifying and watching, you know, the practice sessions and everyone's talking about this. Oh, you know, the Red Bulls, they just have this dramatic straight line speed. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, well, they do. But, but, I mean, it's not it's not like they're able to just, you know, on a dime pass, you know, these top-tier cars in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Like Mercedes, right. the, obviously, in this race, there were, you know, situations with Max trying to catch up and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Checo, where it's like, no, no, they get frustrated as well behind them, despite the the, right. the straight-line speed of the Red Bulls. I mean, right. I'm sure it's probably like, maybe a couple miles per hour more, but it's obviously not enough. Like the Ferraris are quick when they're operational.
0: Right. Yeah. So spe- <laughs> speaking of, uh, Carlos, Carlos had to start basically, uh, near the back of the back of the grid because of, uh, a, a, uh, engine penalty. Uh, and so <laughs> he, he was having to work his way back up. You know, obviously we saw the, the, uh, absolute grenade that was his engine uh yeah. <laughs> last
1: oh, week God.
0: so but it was it was an interesting race in that so charles uh on lap i think it was he was 17 or 19 was leading the race uh his tires were starting to go and and uh max had already pitted to try and undercut him and yeah. charles was so he was on his in lap because he was gonna be pitting so I think he was trying to kind of max out his time lead over uh Max so that he could uh you know have obviously less to make up when he came out of the pit. And yeah. unfortunately he lost it and put just it, put it wall, the wall. <laughs> Which resulted in one of the best <sighs> slash saddest sound bites I think we've heard yet. Yeah. <laughs> and him just screaming, ah! "No!" <laughs> and it wasn't You know just and it wasn't it was yeah, the yeah, heavy exactly. breathing leading up to the
1: Yeah, just the rage, you know, just yeah, you the, get, it was
0: building. Uh, the
1: I mean car. I I'm obviously he just rings the absolute neck of these cars and I right. think that's what I've been so impressed with when I watch him. I mean, right. he's a very good racer. It's it's clear.
0: Right. And
1: he, he literally walks the line. Like he is on the on edge. edge. Right. And I don't know if, you know, there were, I don't know if it was that specific turn, but there mm-hmm. were a couple of scenarios in the race. And, and uh, Carlos was one of them as he was kind of coming up on um, the McLarens and just kind of working his way through the midfield, mm-hmm. you know, on fresher tires with that turn. It's like, he had no issues passing no problem because he basically just took the inside line whereas Mm -hmm. these guys on old tires were out
0: on the the
1: outside line just like out on the periphery just screwing Mm -hmm. around right so i think um you know the he probably knows to an extent kind of like the scenario with lewis and max last year where max you know is fairly composed Mm -hmm. um fairly like uh if i just you know put my nose to the grindstone here we'll get this done Mm -hmm. people are going to mess up around me kind of like lewis was last year and uh and and charles kind of recognizes that he he has to push the limit um, right because max is you know staring him down from behind and one mistake it's over but Mm -hmm. unfortunately you know walking that line as things change you know, lap by lap, tires change, you know, more rubber gets put down, or somebody, you know, leaks a little f- fluid going mm-hmm. around a corner. Cause then you, when you watch it, it's like, it's kind of like a one on one misstep with, uh, right. I don't, I don't remember if it was just some understeer, and then you tried to correct it, and it was like the back end went out.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was
1: like, that's something you see in practice. And it was like he was just getting on the throttle before really the grip was there to get on the throttle, and and so trying to get out of that corner and the back end goes out, and I'm I'm sure that's why he was so outrageously you know frustrated with himself, right? Um, but I think he kind of recognizes also that to to win those races against Max and the Red Bull, he, he's, he's got to be on the edge,
0: bit. yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think the fact that the Ferrari has shown to be incredibly quick, but maybe a little fragile at times too, you know, yeah. does not respond as You know, that car doesn't seem to respond as well to Charles, you know, flogging as, yeah. as you know, as the Red Bull does to Max's. And, and so, yeah, that's
1: yeah, true. Yeah.
0: That is a real challenge in reliability. But, you know, so that was really unfortunate for Charles. Yeah, so that was unfortunate. Um, and then I was really impressed with uh Carlos, yeah. I mean, I mean you know, that guy I was, saying, all
1: I was saying to one of my colleagues, like, it, it he he really amazes me. Like, not only is he out there driving the damn car, he's mm-hmm. trying to manage the effing team, yeah, because they are. Like- they are in outer space they are out yeah. on Mars man with the yeah. stuff they come on the radio and say their
0: and, strategy and so he's like- <laughs> is all over the I mean it was their strategy has been obviously called into question it cost Charles probably a, a at least a podium spot it also cost him a win earlier in the year um, Yeah. so we've seen them be all over the place and once again they're all over the place again like they <laughs> they so he he this was like a real stark example of this was he was in a wheel to wheel battle with, with yeah. uh, Checo and he'd been trying to make a move and get around him for multiple laps. And finally he's starting to make the move <laughs> and literally wheel to wheel. And his race yeah. engineer comes on and is saying, you know, box, box, pit not, not. and and he's <laughs> like, not now, not now. It's like, are you watching?
1: You the freaking, morons. Yeah, like, I know. I'm,
0: I'm passing this guy. Why are you telling me to pit now?
1: They're looking at the 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 AWS Amazon cloud servers and what their output. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the data says to come in. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was just so asinine. And then, and and early when he had an early pit stop, uh, they did an unsafe release where he almost got into an oh accident. God, yeah, That's and right. that and so he, he yeah. had a five second yeah. penalty second from penalty. that and. Which, obviously, completely not his fault. He has to trust that when he's released from the pit, they're
1: yeah, yeah, making yeah.
0: sure that it's a safe release.
1: And I don't know if in in, in their minds from a strategy, they were like, we just got to clear this. We got to get on fresh tires. We got to clear this five seconds, and what'll be will be. Yeah. But obviously, in hindsight, with the the pace he had, and for mm-hmm. whatever reason, those mediums seem to be lasting a lot longer on mm-hmm. this track at these temperatures than than I think people were expecting it was it was pretty clear that if he had worked his way through the pack he probably would have gotten a more than a five second buffer so that even when he finished the race on those medium tires there would have been enough of a buffer that he wouldn't dropped in the standings potentially so that is probably I'm sure what in part what irritated him about them wanting him to come into box um, right. I don't know. Just
0: <laughs> no, I. It, that, it's ridiculous, man. I mean, he's this is so he's already had two races, Monaco and Silverstone, where he basically overrode calls from yeah, the that's team what I mean. in terms of strategy. He's out there
1: driving a Formula One car, and he's man- managing what seemed to be a collection of idiots right. in, the, uh,
0: <laughs> in, yeah, in the in the pit lane, lane. And, and and it brought him obviously a win. Uh, you know, a win at Silverstone and. And a podium position at uh, in Monaco, and so like, yeah, exactly. He's making the right calls, and you know, if he had just probably stuck to his guns in France, he may very well have had another podium. But as it yeah. was, he finished fifth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, now, you know, one, now one of the things that I have to say, because again, as human beings, I don't have anything against them. But
0: mm-hmm. I am very irritated
1: seeing Mercedes creep back up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I did want to give a shout out. So yeah, they, they, you know, they had they ended up Lewis and and George ended up with a second and third place finish. So Mercedes yeah. in the constructors championship. They fill know, a wreck, vacuum. Man. They
1: fill a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, I will
0: say this.
1: Um, I agree. I, I was I think the announcers, whatever I was think I was I don't know that I was watching it live, I can't remember at this point, but they were just kind of savaging George because he just wouldn't let it go when when Checo you know, kinda of cut I don't know that he cut him off. I think George. I think,
0: oh, I think George yeah. just
1: kinda of lunged and mm-hmm. he just basically would not stop bitching about it. Okay. And um
0: even well, he Total, wanted, he when wanted he got to- on. Well, so yeah. Chekho went off the track, and George was saying, "Him going off the track gave him a position advantage, and so he should give the position back." That was his argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but the
1: but the thing is, though, I think he got—I can't remember who he got in front of—but he gave it back to that person. Mm-hmm. But and and I think even like you know, eventually, Toto got on the the horn and was like, "Dude, just knock it yeah, off but, and pass." Yeah. It. and yeah. and then I will say. I will balance that with he really caught Checo off guard when mm-hmm. that virtual safety car ended. I, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. I don't know. It was what like Checo didn't even realize it. I, I don't know. I mean, it was really weird because like there was a point where I don't know if Checo thought it ended, but all of a sudden he took off in the distance and it was like, where the hell are you going? You know, you, they have mm-hmm. to keep a gap. And right. so then he slowed down and, and I don't know if, but anyways, the gap, the, the gap was reduced and then it mm-hmm. was like Checo was not paying attention or something and it ended yeah. and, and, and George gone. was just gone. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Cause I, I honestly do, I wonder, I mean, I, I love Checo. I think he's a great guy. His main reason I kind of still, you know, root for Red Bull, but, mm-hmm. um, I I think that uh, he might, maybe might have been able to keep George at bay. He's obviously a really tough guy to get around. Right. Uh, Drives with elbows out. But Mm -hmm. um, I I was really impressed by, uh, you know, George had a very sad... Was a very savvy response to the end of that. <laughs> yeah, car. yeah, so it, was, it was, was
0: like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was strange. It was almost like Checo didn't realize the safety car was. Kind of
1: wonder, yeah. Uh, seem, but, seemed like uh, something weird,
0: but anyway, I mean, just so. another good result for Mercedes. I, you know, I, I certainly hear you in terms of like you don't want, you know,
1: I don't want to see them back. You don't want to see
0: them back. <laughs> I, I like the idea of a three horse race and. Yeah. You know, you've got six cars out there mixing it up, and and it all matters because obviously there's a huge gap between something like second place and and sixth place.
1: Yeah, um, or or DNF. Points.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's where <laughs> that's where Ferrari, Ferrari, that's where Ferrari's going to die. Is they are yeah. we're either winning the race or we're not finishing, and <laughs> you know, whereas like Red Bull and and I mean, and Mercedes especially is kind of being the the tortoise in this race, like. Yeah. Slow and steady, they're just kind of keeping up, hanging in there. Um,
1: yeah, well, I would not be. I is, think Red yeah. Bull's got
0: this wrapped up, honestly. I think so too. But where I think, where so I think it. it'll be interesting is, I think Mercedes could sneak in and get second in the constructors. If Ferrari,
1: could I think you're right. Around, I think you're. I think you're right. I mean, it seems like Mercedes is getting sorted.
0: And they're getting sorted, I, and they have good reliability. Yeah, that that's a very good point
1: plus their drivers are reliable you
0: know yeah they're, they're not they're,
1: they're not in the wall you know no, they're, they're not, not hitting
0: it you know and the interesting no. thing that i i don't know if you heard the radio uh after the race but i don't know i've heard lewis less enthusiastic about winning than i did about this second place he was so excited at their their the two three finish they had and and seemed genuinely like I almost wonder if he he had gotten so used to winning that he forgot how exciting it is yeah, to finish well yeah. and that the early part of the season reminded him like, Oh, this isn't just a given. I yeah I fight yeah, for yeah, this.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah he really was ecstatic
0: point. at a second place.
1: Well those those prior Mercedes cars, man, were just lethal.
0: I mean, mm-hmm.
1: no no offense at all to, to Lewis or anything, but I think mm-hmm. if you put that car in the hands of Max or Charles or... They're doing the
0: same thing. Or obviously George.
1: Right. They're doing the same thing.
0: Like right. They're, they're going to they, be... Those things
1: were just lethal. The right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I... But shout out to Lewis for racing the entire race without water.
1: <laughs> Did you hear <laughs> that? Is like Racer Checo didn't get the drink. Yeah, he couldn't get the
0: drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they had uh, they had some uh, some some cold water on ice. I think for him at the end of the race. But um,
1: anyways, it was an interesting
0: race. You know, I think the the strategy. It it'll be interesting when you've got a driver who, you know is since we can hear the the team radio is is kind of publicly dissenting with the decisions that they're making and quite honestly it's pretty and he's usually right you know <laughs> yeah uh, he's usually right i would honestly it, it so if ferrarians have
1: maybe what they need to do in the future is run it by him just instead yeah. of giving him instructions what do you think, what, what do you think about this
0: <laughs> I, I will you. say right, we won't do that <laughs> when when i watch the race playing out uh as it did, it made me think that if Ferrari with the fastest car on the grid does not win either the constructors or drivers championship this year, I think Matteo yeah. Benotti is out as, yeah. as the team principal. Cause I, it, I think so too. I mean, the it's, buck it's has very, to stop there.
1: yeah, it's, it's very possible that, you know, the penalties, the reliability of prior years, right. Perhaps has hidden some of this.
0: Because yeah, they just
1: were not, we're just fundamentally not in a place, and 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 this may be some insight that, that we're kind of gleaning with, you know, Sebastian Vettel's experience with him, mm-hmm. with them before he was like, I'm I'm the f out of here,
0: right. you
1: know, I'm sure there's some of that where he was just like, you guys are out to Mars
0: mm-hmm.
1: on this stuff. So
0: yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so we'll leave it there. Uh, they're they're on. This is the start of the summer break, right? I'm just gonna double check um, the schedule. Do we have one yeah. more race? No, you're right. Yeah. So we've got um, the Hungarian GP the, on Sunday, yeah. Sunday, and then we oh we go into the summer break. Um, so Hungary on on Sunday at the Hungaro Ring. Uh, the we'll Hungaro see, Ring. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see if Ferrari manages to screw it up again. Uh, <laughs> at a, it's adding drama. I I look forward yeah, to. Yeah, I, I really do want to see
1: them successful. I, I would have loved to have seen them win it and drivers championship, all yeah. of it. But I God, mean, it just I, really just I, doesn't I, feel like that's going to happen at this point.
0: No, I mean, F one is better when Ferrari is at least competitive for yeah, sure. Yeah, hundred percent. So I I do want them to do well. Um, but I I've, I've mentioned this before in prior episodes. Like I I just don't. They need to get used to being successful again, and I don't I know agree if they're there you. yet. You know, I think there's a,
1: they're having a great year. I mean, mm-hmm. in general, compared to prior years. So, right, you know, we can't lose track of that. I just right. hope that they can build off of that uh, going and not get forward. To things. yeah, or maybe after the spring break, kind of, you mm-hmm. know, get regalvanized. Um,
0: yeah, and that's very possible too. You know, uh, the summer break can give them a chance to maybe improve some things, uh, technically from a strategy standpoint. And yeah. um, Yeah. So we'll see. But, uh, we, we wanted to also talk about, uh, so there are a couple announcements, one regarding your Tycon, and then
1: um,
0: also the, the boss of, of Volkswagen automotive group. Uh, yeah. And they kind of, the, the two stories, I think kind of, in a a way they
1: they do, they actually kind of, they do actually, I think kind of dovetail. So, um, This so this week I I don't know, maybe it was last week, but there was a big announcement from Porsche. And this is kind of one of the things I've said about EVs in general. And I I think it speaks to one of the reasons why Teslas have fairly good residuals is because they continue to update their cars. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously I don't think that the traditional manufacturers are gonna go very far away from like the they're not—they're not, not going to <laughs> produce uh, a Tycon in this guise for the next fifteen years. Like ain't happening. They're like going to they make them with them the own. Model S. Yeah. Yeah. That—that's not their model, but they—they've really like never kept them significantly up to date. And so I was right. really kind of leery about you know what that part of my ownership experience was going to be with the Tycon and. You know, I I respect, I mean, the main reasons I bought the car, not for software, it's, you know, looks, it's driving Mm -hmm. uh, experience, all that kind of stuff. The software is kind of the icing on the cake, whereas with a Tesla, I would kind of be flipped around. I would be prioritizing software. So when they came Mm -hmm. out this weekend, basically said, at least from a software standpoint, they were going to bring the PCM, which is like the computer everything up to date to 2023 standards. So, Mm -hmm. you know, bug solutions, um, you know, better interface, just Mm -hmm. small things like being able to filter uh, fast charging stations by speed. Mm -hmm. um, And then supposedly
0: quality of life
1: updates. Yeah. 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 And, and really does make you feel like, okay, I've kind of got a newer car now. Like it's not, I keep reading about all these great improvements they've made on the latest one, but I can't afford to buy one of these every year. Right. Um, and so they're really can do bring everything up to date except for plug in charge where like the newer ones above 2021, you can just pull up to an EA charger plug in and it just bills you and just everything mm-hmm. works.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My car, I have to activate through an app to mm-hmm. get it to go. So it's not the end of the world, but they are offering you the ability, if you want to retrofit that, you can retrofit it. It's oh, at your cool. own expense. But I thought that was really cool because I, I think that's because um, <clears throat> my main goal with the Ticon was to kind of own it through the the entirety of its production run before they start considering, you know, Gen Two, especially if there's right. significant upgrades with Gen Two. But I was not as Committed to that if it was just going to languish without mm-hmm. improvements in the bug, you know. And I'll be honest, you know, right. there's some buggy software for sure with the car, right? Um, so that people are getting their updates done, um, uh, and so I'm gonna stay away from that with a 10 foot pole and give them a couple months to see how it works out, yeah. It everybody doesn't everybody break the entire car. Testing. This ain't yeah. my first rodeo, yeah, um, but but also one of the things that they promised with the Tycon was the ability to do over the air updates and they've never successfully done that outside of like some really kind of minor ca- calendar updates and stuff. Yeah. And so this is supposedly setting the stage for some improvements in the ability to do over the air updates to some of the modules, some of the hardware modules. So mm-hmm. so so that's moving in the right direction but the main thing I thought that was interesting this week that kind of dovetails with this was Herbert Dees, who was the CEO of Volkswagen, got the boot.
0: and right, which is he's, huge. Like, which is, those sorts which of is things really, don't happen with German companies very often. No. And what's interesting about
1: this is, um, you know, VW really languished, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the ID4 and the ID3 when they produced those. The, the software was shit. I mean, mm-hmm. they were basically producing cars, piling up in production yards until they could get the software sorted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the software issues at this point, I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know that this is perfectly accurate, but this is how I kind of piece things together from what I've been reading.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: This buggy software has now pushed back production of the EV Macan by at least a year. Mm-hmm. and i think at that point the board had had enough and right. they basically said you're out like yeah they and 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 even i think deesis probably was not ignorant of the importance of software to this ev future but he was not i think clearly at least my experience with the tycoons so far clearly not able to execute on that
0: right and I mean, he, he seemed to have the vision like he was really pushing this electrification of of, you yeah. know, the VW, not just VW, but in Porsche and Audi and, you know, yeah. based across their their different, um, uh, you know, automakers, basically.
1: Now, interestingly, Oliver Bloom, who's the current CEO of Porsche, is getting promoted into his position. And so how much of this changes, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know if Oliver thought... I think our software is pretty good at Porsche because it's not <laughs> yeah, right. one of my, one of my favorite posts from the, the Tycon forum this week was um, this guy who's obviously like pretty heavy into software, um, but is a big Porsche enthusiast, but he's not very forgiving when it comes to the software. And he pointed out that uh, I can't remember the name of this company, which basically is kind of running the show for Porsche software uh, if you an you know, innovative digital electronic solutions for the automotive industry, kind of you know, mm-hmm. garbage. Well, mm-hmm. you go to their main page and they've got a a, a link that doesn't work, a video that doesn't play. And <laughs> like, this this is not a good sign. This is not promising. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I don't I don't know what's going to change, but mm-hmm. um, I think. I think it was probably time for some heads to roll. I mean, they've had yeah. a half a decade to get this software sorted, and they haven't. Right. And, and obviously, right. you know, you're fundamentally, when you look at software companies in the world, and you look at America versus other countries, the bulk of kind of leading software development is in the United States, and you look at companies like tesla so Mm -hmm. the europeans are not i don't know that they're quite at at parity with that and so probably it is difficult to recruit talent
0: Mm -hmm.
1: leadership direction and and then to just like take a company who's good at engineering automotive engineering and say like we're going to be the, the best at software in the planet on the planet. Like, I don't, I don't know that that's a realistic expectation, right? But I, but I do think, I do think what they need to, to do to be successful in the future are those individuals to communicate with one another. Because mm-hmm. right now it's like, well, we'll just buy all these crazy ass modules from all mm-hmm. these different suppliers because they're good and they suffice for our mechanical engineering and the driving experience. But it is an absolute nightmare from the software people's perspective to keep them up to date, and it doesn't work. I mean, it bricked right. my car for whatever it was, two months. Right. Um, so that communication is needed. It And in the future, <clears throat> the mechanical engineering is just as important as the software engineering, and they've got to communicate. Mm-hmm converse and say okay we can choose these modules but you need to tell those people that if they're going to get selected our software goes on them so that we can update them which is i think in essence kind of what what tesla's done in vertically integrating all this stuff Mm -hmm. and and so anyways so my hope is that that going forward um because i really do think vw really could be a kind of peer to Tesla well
0: it's amazing to me that like Te- Tesla has been able to get away with building pretty shoddy products purely because no one else can figure out the freaking yeah. software like it yeah, just is amazing it, to me
1: and and the thing about it though is i think frankly it's a lot easier to actually improve that kind of stuff than it is software Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's just not a priority for Tesla. If they're basically like, these things are flying off the shelves. Everybody yeah, we're selling enough anyways. about panel gaps, and most of our panel gaps are lined up now. Some of them still aren't. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? We're not, not going to do. The people
0: buying these are not automotive enthusiasts. They don't. They don't even notice. They don't even notice.
1: Mm-hmm. And and so, but I think if they wanted to fix that, they probably could fix that. Maybe easier. Than VW and Porsche sorting their software, I think that's yeah. I think that's a Mount Everest compared to a small hill. Um, yeah, and so I think I, they've got a long way to go. And mm-hmm. I don't know if if firing him or whatever there was a mutual agreed mm-hmm. departing of ways. If that changes anything or not, but I think I they think. at least recognize this, this is important. Major, We've sure. got to get this
0: figured out. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a Bloomberg article that, that basically said that that Cariad, which is the the uh, VW's kind of.
1: Yeah, that might have been them. That might have been yeah. the company.
0: So, yeah, it's it's basically the VAG's software unit and basically issues with developing software, them developing the software pushed back the, the Porsche Macan. Uh, it pushed back Audi's new line of EVs. By about two years, uh, push back Bentley's EVs, and you know the other part of this, at least for the Macan, that was that's presumably going to be a high volume seller for them. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's the Porsche problem. Spent, this one well, Porsche is playing IPO for the fourth quarter, no so shit. like <laughs> you don't want and that, what is going to be a May IPO, day product being delayed.
1: Oh, and that IPO, I think the value of that's already probably cut going down. down because of this and and maybe they'll push it out i don't know but but the problem is this is the time to get your foot in the door of this ev future yeah and i think they're they're realizing they're shitting the bed right and it's costing them a lot of money and and i don't i'm not i'm not a software guy um but but it's fascinating when i get on the forums and there's a lot of people, obviously, like you said, the, the Tycons kind of bridges this gap between tech enthusiasts and automotive enthusiasts. But it's fascinating mm-hmm. to hear their perspectives right. and how they are software people in the automotive industry and talking about how like some of these coding issues are so amateur that mm-hmm. they're that they're causing like memory stack overflows, causing tycons to shut down on the road.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: it is You've got this pristine automotive engineering, and then it is complete mm-hmm. amateur hour with right. some of the software. Well, And, and, and you like, said it
0: before, like, th- this is, you know, the, one of the things that, that you like about EVs, and a lot of people like it about EVs, is they're much simpler. So you're not having to go in and get oil changes, get your carburetors tuned, et cetera. Like, so the crux of these cars is really the software. Cause it's a big ass battery. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then you and just the need truth. to make sure that battery can talk to the motors. Like if, yeah, if, you know, and, and you can get juice flowing where it needs to flow. It's, it's much simpler than, yeah.
1: And you know, and for me, like,
0: I haven't been irritated really
1: by it at this point because mm-hmm. I, I tend to switch, you know, between summer and winter tires. So I go up to the dealership twice a year anyways and mm-hmm. so i just i save all my software bullshit updates and recalls and stuff and i just go get them done you know at that, at, at that point but mm-hmm. if uh if i wasn't doing that and was just like running all seasons on whatever i was driving it would be irritating right. yeah you're, so you're like, having to especially when dealership. yeah when it's like you know my one drive up to the twin cities is to go fix the car right,
0: right. <laughs> every time yeah it's fascinating I, news. It's that next, that well, news. I will say this this is a very obvious sign to the next CEO that you better freaking figure this out.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's you gonna know? be it's gonna be interesting, right? Because like my wife and I we were really kind of anticipating an updated e-tron with a lot of range that just kind of became vaporware and mm-hmm. never saw that. And I kind of wonder if this is related to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we you know jumped over obviously the hybrid X5 kind of mm-hmm. does make me wonder, you know, the the typical here, you know, the situation is we got, you know, a four-year production run on Gen 1 of the Tycon, then we get some kind of facelift, and then we run for another, you know, three or four years, and then we get Gen 2, mm-hmm. and I kind of wonder if some of this stuff is going to get pushed out. Like, maybe yeah. we don't see Gen 2 of the Tycon for... Oh, yeah. For longer than we expect while they're working through this stuff. Because, yeah. Uh, it just, it's like, I mean, there's just complaint after complaint on the, on the forum from at least people who were the true early adopters. Like, I guess I would consider myself one because I followed this thing from the get go and are mm-hmm. big, big promises made with this. And the over the air update is now over the air at the dealership where it's plugged into a, you know, computer. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no that that's not what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
0: not that's not what it, what that means.
1: <laughs> so we got to fix that, and they're aware of it. They, I think, they realize that. um And like I said i I still have high hopes for them. I, mm-hmm. I think that they they are potentially the company that can marry the automotive engineering that you and I have grown up with and have been enthusiastic with, with right. the software that we're seeing in, in Tesla and just in general products that we interact with are frickin' refrigerators. And,
0: right. I and mean, uh, I, I've said this before, like and stuff. they're, they're the biggest automaker in the world. There's no reason that they should not be able to get a crack group of programmers to figure that's this what out. I
1: think. Yeah. It's, it's obviously harder. I mean, obviously, you know, you and I work in kind of a high performing field there's probably only so many people that, that do these jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like there's not an infinite supply.
0: Yeah. And so true. I don't know if it's, is it. Throw all the money we, at them, man.
1: At this point that's yeah. And in, instead of, you know, building a new shiny headquarters, it's, we yeah. need to get the digital fortress built.
0: Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um well the, the last thing uh, I did want to touch on and it's and it's kind of an announcement for an announcement <laughs> but uh <laughs> Por- Porsche put out a an image of the 992 GT3 RS uh with an announcement that they will be officially unveiling it on August 17th. So um you know and I think the It does look all-
1: pretty nasty, man.
0: Like the it, yeah. the hood, the hood. stuff
1: yeah, I, I do think that's pretty cool. Like that obviously means yeah. business. And as we've talked before and we're, we were chatting a little bit, obviously they must have some cladding over that yeah. uh, front wheel. Well, but I, I'm very curious to see, did they take the wing to an even further out, outrageous look. I
0: mean, the spy shots from the Nürburgring would say they did. I think it's interesting. <laughs> so there was a, there was a press, re- part of the press release for this, um, had a quote from Andreas Preuninger, who's uh the the Porsche GT model line director um and a personal hero of mine because <laughs> he, yeah. he he made he made sure that I could fit in, in my car. Um, but he he I think he's setting expectations without saying he's setting expectations. Um okay. because he said uh I'll quote here the spontaneously responsive high revving four liter six cylinder boxer engine with approximately five hundred uh, horsepower is proven ideal for use at track days and club sport events. That's why we focus primarily on aerodynamics and chassis chassis yeah. questions in the development. So he's basically saying, like, yeah look, we've, the engine is going to be the we've same milked engine. This. Yeah, we have yeah. milk this as much as we can. And we're not pushing this, yeah. and we kind of talked about that. How the engine in the 992 GT3 is basically the same exact powertrain yeah. that's in my car, and so you know, it's yeah, basically, knew that if you're going to go. With
1: that. Until we're yeah. gonna hybridize it,
0: right. And so if they're gonna get a fastener burgering time, which they have to, otherwise, why would you buy the car? Uh, <laughs> they they were going it's to no have work. to do some really trick stuff with arrow, and that's what that's where you get the gigantic wing. That's where you get, you know the hood elements. Uh, I mean looks I, like the, you
1: know the one I do the one thing that I do like about it, you know, is like outside of being a uh, automotive enthusiast, I guess, um, and really kind of understanding the hierarchy at Porsche and and, mm-hmm. and kind of European automotive manufacturers in general. You know, you you really might you you wouldn't necessarily understand what a GT three is or a GT three RS, but that mm-hmm. wing effing defines it.
0: You know, it's yeah,
1: like this thing means business. Whatever this thing is, mm-hmm. it's not effing around. Well, you that's know? and so
0: I I kind of like
1: I kind of like the crazy wing. I mean, it's like yeah, you know, go all in. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna dress up and go out and drag, go all the way.
0: Right. Like, don't yeah. do it half no. ass. No, I know it. It's it's like I get the argument for things like a GT3 touring when you want to be a little less conspicuous, but. Yeah, the point of this car is not That's to be what I think. It's to go <laughs> yeah. as fast as humanly possible <laughs> around, around a, track. a racetrack. And, and so I, awesome. I'm I fine like with that. that. I just think like I was talking to, to our friend Dave about this, you know, and, and I my car right now is about as uncomfortable as I would yeah. and, and it's a comfortable car. It's still a 911 but for Times when you're just you know ninety percent plus of my time in that car is yeah, not on a race Yeah, exactly.
1: Time. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that's no. on
0: me for buying the wrong car. No, but, I don't think so. No, but you know if I'm going to be driving most of the time on back roads, you don't need a
1: firmer suspension. You don't need to. You don't need lower.
0: Yeah, you know a lower chassis. Front. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. don't need a gigantic <laughs> wing that somehow blocks even more of my back window. <laughs> yeah. Um You know, well,
1: at least you could. You can claim to the officer you literally couldn't see them,
0: but and but I don't. I, I don't think they would disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, but but I agree with you. I I personally love the wing on my car, and I, I you know you look at it and like the eight year old and he was like oh it's a race car and then you get yeah, really exactly. excited. Like, hey, Mom, and a race car. <laughs> so so I I dig it, but you know I, I've said all along as we've seen these spy shots trickle out like this thing is looking more and more like it's basically a cup car and that's yeah. fine because it seems like they're moving the GT three more toward where the GT three RS mm-hmm. has been. Yeah. Which means yeah. the GT three RS has to move toward the, the true race cars, the cup cars. Um, yeah. And that's, it just makes think me like, think that maybe I got into the right generation RS, like the yeah, last that you really so. can use on the road. I
1: mean, I think if Laguna Seca was down the street, maybe, maybe Different you'd get sport. the new one. Yeah. yeah. But I think now, before the announcement goes out, now is the time to get on the list. And (laughs) and they'll tell you, they'll tell you
0: you're on a list. Right. And they'll take your
1: deposit and they'll take your deposit. But yeah. You're not on a list.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're you're <laughs> on the list if you're willing to pay two hundred grand over over list <laughs> yeah. price.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we'll take your deposit in the meantime.
0: Oh, uh, it's, so, yeah, it's, it's so yeah, it's so Uh So we'll we'll obviously be covering it more when we get more details with the official announcement. But uh, it it is it's exciting. It's a new Porsche GT. Yeah, I think car.
1: it's really cool. Yeah, it's definitely mean looking.
0: Yeah, definitely mean looking. So. Um, I think that's going to about do it for this week. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week with, uh, I'm sure, talk of the Hungarian GP and how Ferrari screwed it up. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs> uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. You know, I, for, for Charles yeah. and Carlos's sanity's sake, I hope Oh not. God, I know. Uh, <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening. Um, and in the meantime, uh, be sure to check us out uh, on uh, Instagram at the Blofeld podcast um, and be sure to, uh, subscribe to us, um, and rate us on iTunes, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, all those things really help. Uh, and so until then we'll see you next week.